my creatives. Welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy and today is an incredibly, incredibly special episode because I have a dear friend and incredible artist Sharon Walters here today. Sharon Walters is a London-based artist who creates hand-assembled collages celebrating Black women. Seeing Ourselves, Walters' ongoing series is an exploration of underrepresentation and an incitement to foster, nurture and take ownership over our own spaces. And I grabbed that introduction straight from a Grazia Australia um, article, which is just incredible, that was celebrating Sharon. Sharon, thank you so much for being on the Unpublished podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, I can't thank you enough. And I'm really <laughs> excited about our conversation. Me too. I'm a collector of Sharon's work. I have a piece of her art in my other room. And I've just, I, I found Sharon on social media. And I just, I, I don't know what happened. You just have a quality and I fell in love. And watching you as a creative take up space and share your art has just been such a marvel to witness. So truly the honor is all mine. I'm so excited to dive into your journey um, as a creator. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm honestly speechless. It's just the warmest welcome ever. Oh, good. All right. Let's, I thought if to start this all off, I would love to just hear, and I don't know about any of it. I'd love to hear about your journey of how you came to create the series or how you came to create in full stop. Has it been an, an easy journey? Has it been something that you've always done? Are you, have you been drawn to a creative calling all your life? I've always wanted to be an artist ever since I was a small child. It's always been my dream and it feels completely surreal, even though I've been a full-time artist for the past year, it feels completely surreal that I'm actually doing it. That I'm actually living and breathing my dreams, especially during this time. Um, and I do get really emotional about it. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, because it's big. It's really big and it's, I've worked really hard towards it. When I was, um, when I left school, I wanted to go to uh, art school, but couldn't go to art school financially. You know, we couldn't afford mm. it as a family. So I did another degree. I did a social sciences degree and I really focused there on women's studies and representations of women and um, underrepresented groups and people who are marginalized. And I became really interested um, in that kind, those kinds of themes. I then went on to study, at, well, I studied there and then I went on to work straight away and I went to work mm. in sales and yes, it was good money, but it wasn't <laughs> me. <laughs> I was selling advertising space, my first job out of uni, oh, but wow. in really, really glamorous locations. So in Park Lane in central Ooh. London, I was selling uh, advertising space for a really exclusive worldwide service departments magazine. <laughs> But so, your heart so was far. was your heart calling for art? Did you was it yeah. enough? Or was it wasn't enough? Yeah, I really wanted to still do art. So mm -hmm. I am. Um, so I, I think I, I just contacted my local school, a local secondary school, and said, you know, I'm an artist. Uh, I'd love to work with your students. So I worked with high school kids and I just did this workshop and that was my first workshop and that was probably about 25 years ago now oh gosh, my I first love that. so I think social media can kind of make things look as though you've oh yeah just done everything over the last year it's all happened <laughs> <laughs> um so I worked for a few years then I was made redundant from a job that I wasn't particularly enjoying but mm -hmm. it was a good job in terms of finances it yeah yeah and um my husband said to me, why don't you go back and do what you've always wanted to do? Why don't you study fine art? And I was like, I can't. We can't afford it. I can't do that. Anyway, we did. 
Good. Managed to do thank it. God. Um, thank God. I did it part time and worked part time, and I did that over the seven years. Mm-hmm. So it was a really long time. Um, because even though I had a degree first off, I couldn't go straight into an MA or into a BA without doing a two year foundation. So oh it's a really goodness. long can I ask you a quick question about that education process? I know that a lot of creatives that I speak to um, are very drawn to like an, an education process. Um, I think because, you know, for lots of reasons, because they're hungry to learn, because they're curious, because they want, you know, to, to get better at their craft. But I think a lot of other people feel like it's going to validate them and almost give them permission to create. What was your experience like getting a finance degree? Was it what did it give you and how did it serve you? So it was a really interesting process for me um, studying. It was, I was suddenly surrounded by people who I felt, I felt as though I belonged. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you know, they weren't your stereotypical suburban type people who I might socialize with or be around. They were slightly different. Everyone was very unique. Uh, they were creatives and they mm-hmm. were, you know, ma- we were making sound pieces and doing these <laughs> doing these performance works and I was suddenly able to explore lots of different types That's of so art, beautiful which was so beautiful and also oh, I'm not going to say it was all wonderful because it wasn't it was really challenging as well and also I was um yeah I just didn't quite know what my practice was so I joined art college thinking I was a painter yeah interesting and I was told by one tutor, actually, that I wasn't a painter and I shouldn't paint. And that has scarred me for a long time. <laughs> well, the power of those words. It amazes me how many teachers are just going to come straight out and say shit like that. Wild. It was, it was it, completely wild. Um, and then, you know, I had, a, I had a spinal condition, which meant I couldn't actually physically paint anymore because I couldn't mm. lift my hands to to use the paintbrush and I ended up having surgery. So then things were put on hold again and I started using a camera phone and just taking, I wanted to kind of, I wanted to kind of observe what it looked like to be in pain. Now that probably sounds quite weird. No, I'm incredibly interested. <laughs> <laughs> that is an incredible lens to look through. Wow. I just felt everything was very internal, my pain. And I, and I almost wanted to distance myself from it. So by turning the camera around and recording audio diaries of what I was feeling really gave me, I felt, I felt empowered. That is an incredible, I love that. I, again, we have, I, you know, work with a lot of chronically ill creatives and I'm chronically ill and I've never actually really used my art to kind of look at pain like that. What a beautiful way to interact with something that's so difficult. Yeah, and it was just, I think people, you know, there were a number of artists that inspired me at that time, in particular Hannah Wilkie, um, who documented her herself while she was living with cancer. Um, mm-hmm. And so she documented herself in that way. And I was, I was just really interested in, in my story and how to document my story and how to continue working as an artist so even when I was in intensive care oh my god I was still working but it's that's the thing when people talk about working it's like yeah it's yeah working, it's like... but it's, <laughs> it's it's actually healing for yeah, me as well yeah. it's my therapy <laughs> yeah I mean it's like the work in like the purest most human sense I love that yeah I love that. 
So after university, how did you leave? What did you leave feeling like? How, where were you thinking you were going to go? So I was really excited and I was like, I've got this degree and you know, I've been studying for seven years. And I suddenly thought, actually, I really want to. Um, I'm getting a bit older because I studied later in life, mm. the second degree. And so we tried for a baby. Oh. And that's when I had my second child. And I had my first one while I was at uni. Oh, beautiful. But then the second one, I was pregnant that same year. Wow. Um, at the end of, yeah. So I think I graduated in the... We graduated in the June and I was pregnant by the end of the year. Yeah. Amazing. So that changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's great and everything, but it definitely changed, it's changed it all. Beautiful. Yeah. And how was creating in, in uh, being a parent and being a new mama? I, it's completely flawed me. So I had, um, I've talked quite openly about the fact that I struggled with my mental health. Um, after both children I have struggled with it previously before mm. but um and so nothing changed after I had my daughter basically mm. I I struggled again even though on the outside everything looked fine I was really struggling and um and I didn't make I didn't create anything and I remember feeling like I can't believe I will never ever be an artist and I genuinely thought that was it and I couldn't see a way out I couldn't imagine a time where I would have space and time and feel inspired enough to create mm. just because my life was completely consumed by her whether it was you know in those really great moments or the more challenging oh. moments either way I felt completely consumed by motherhood and this new life yeah so so I didn't for a while and I, then I yeah. don't I just got comp- I completely erupted in shivers like that moment where you where you think well I'm never gonna I'm never going to be an artist. I'm never going to do what I wanted to do. Like, and I feel like so many of us just go through that and to, to see you now, like in this, like, it's just so powerful. Like what an incredible story. (laughs) Thank you. And I think it's so important to share the fact that it hasn't always been great. You know, I haven't always felt, because I think sometimes it can appear that, you know, you've always been an artist or, you know, things have been really, really easy and it's just been this seamless journey to, to creativity and then you kind of feel that I kind of think no you need to share more because through sharing more and being open hopefully it'll inspire it will inspire others I definitely when we share the mess and the imperfection of it all it, it provides hope I think and that's what I feel I feel supremely hopeful listening to this story even though we're only you know halfway through it like <laughs> <laughs> we have to acknowledge that when we commit to our creative calling and we commit to that or we even acknowledge that we are called to create and called to make art we go on really really wild journeys and at times it can feel completely hopeless and, yeah. and extremely hard so thank you for sharing this so when was it that you felt completely called back to to make stuff or was it a slow transition over time it was quite a slow transition. I remember I started painting. I can't remember how many years ago, but I started painting again. And I, I was painting abstract paintings, which isn't something I'd really done before. And a few friends, I either gifted them to them or sold them for a, a real low price. <laughs> I was going to say a pittance. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> sold them really for a low price. And um and they started saying, you know, the work's really good. And there was one friend in particular called Sasha. And we were really, really close friends at the time. And she said to me, uh, you know, you should set up your, an Instagram account. And I was going, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I can't. 
Um, anyway, she, I kept, I get really anxious about some things and the mm. thought, anything technical, I'm like, mm. unless I really know what I'm doing, I find it quite overwhelming. So anyway, after numerous weeks, if not months, she helped me to set up my account. Thank God for and, Sasha. <sighs> thank God for Sasha, I know. And um, she's helped me, that helped me so much because I was suddenly there and we chose an Instagram name and the name was London Artist Run. And I was going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm choosing this name. This is ridiculous. She was like, look, you're, you're from, you know, this is a good name. Uh, it really it's is. Name. <laughs> it's really a good name. Um, and then I started sharing my work. Um, initially, I was sharing some of the community engagement type work projects I was doing. So I was working in a pupil referral unit um, on a project. I think it was a five day project with young inmates. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So I just gradually started sharing mm -hmm. paintings, community engagement projects, um, all sorts of little things. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I, uh, I think three and a half years ago, I had an ankle injury, which I got from running and um, and running had been for a few months only learning for a few months to run. Um, it had been my main outlet for stress relief. And then when I had this ankle injury, I couldn't run. I looked around, you know, a few people saying, well, why not create more work? And I was like, well, what am I going to create? I can't paint anymore. You know, all these big reasons. All why of those pieces do. of resistance. Oh. Yeah. And I, uh, I looked around the house and I had cutting, mat cutting mats from previous projects I'd done. I had a scalpel knife. I had some glue. I had my old magazines. And I just started sifting through the magazines. And every time I found an image that looked, you know, a, a black woman with natural Afro hair, mm. I would tear the image out and then I would start cutting. And there was this real sense of... Um, of excitement at seeing that image because so often we're not represented in mainstream media um and so I started creating these pieces and I started obsessively creating these pieces so I would create one a night for months oh on gosh, end I love it <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore <laughs> I like at the beginning of this huge shift in your life you were just taken by the spirit of what you were creating and it was a frenzy I love that it was a real frenzy and um yeah, I just and every time I created one, I would share it on Instagram, and more and more people started seeing the pieces and saying this works really good. Eventually, people started saying, "Is the work for sale?" And I hadn't really thought of selling it as such, mm. but obviously, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, eventually, I started making prints of the work, and and now here we are today. I now create full time. Um, I've done a number of projects and oh, despite being really tired this morning I've never been happier never. oh my god it's just I feel so honored to have specifically really followed your journey over over like COVID really over the last like two years and just witnessing you take up so much space and like you know going full time and just just becoming the artist that you were born to be and that the world needs you to be. And it's been the most incredible thing to witness from afar. And I'm literally all the way over in Australia, but just seeing glimpses of the way that you've literally just taken up space in the world. And it's been so remarkable. And I'm just, it gives me shivers, Sharon. I'm just so, oh, so cool. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I just feel, 
I just feel as though just as when I just at the point where I get to feeling comfortable like okay now this has happened then something else happens then I'm like oh it's like a constant <laughs> it's constant growth I guess it's, and you always yeah. have to, to stretch beyond those those safety boundaries it's incredible yeah and it doesn't always growth doesn't always feel comfortable does it no I mean normally I reckon more often than not it feels like shit <laughs> yeah it does it feels like shit it's like <laughs> oh and you want it all because mm-hmm. I don't want to push it away um at all no but it's just adjusting and adjusting to people's response to you or you know going to a private view and you know occasionally being recognized or someone coming up to you and said you know I was in a supermarket last year and I this woman said to me oh my gosh it's you you're London artist and I had a mask on and everything I was just freaked out and it's happened at the the Tate Modern and exhibitions and even walking in my local field someone stopped me and said I follow you on Instagram I love your work and I was just like and every time I know that I have a few followers you know I've got 12,000 mm. followers but in some ways it feels very I don't know it almost feels like they're not real people of course I not. totally understand that you feel that <laughs> yeah I totally understand <laughs> I'm just like you know like I, if that's what happens when we you know vulnerably do the brave thing and share out and work online you know it feels incredible and we get a lot of connection but it also can feel very like almost disconnected <laughs> And yeah, I'm just here writing my little signs, having some thoughts, taking a picture of them. And it feels very just me with me, but we are both with yeah. communities and communities yeah. that support us and, and see us. Yeah, it's true. And even when people buy my work and they post a picture with my work or they share it on their platform or what, however they share it, it's still it's still not not a physical person that I'm speaking to face to face do you see what I mean oh my god entirely so when someone says I really love what you do I'm like thank you like a little bit shocked and trying to hold it together and not have a little cry yeah (laughs) I was gonna ask like what's that internal world doing when someone says thank you for creating thank you for your work I feel really I feel my initial feeling is of real overwhelm yeah and I feel like crying yeah I cry when I'm really really happy Mm. and I've cried a lot over the last couple of years like a lot I'm not talking a little bit of a I'm talking I I see you I'm with with you (laughs) (laughs) like oh my gosh Cornell University have contacted me and they want me to do workshop and then I cry yeah of course you you do um ITV um big channel over here they contacted me well Charlie Levine who was the curator of these kind of ident ads for the channel they um when she contacted me I cried when Soho House contacted me I cried um so when someone sees me and they say I love your work whether it's over a phone call or you know in a meeting or whether it's face to face which is a lot more challenging Mm. um I just feel internally like this is really, is this really happening? It feels yeah. surreal. Yeah. It still feels surreal. And a few people have said to me, do you really, I can't believe after all, they can't believe after all this time that it still feels surreal for me, but I don't mind that. I don't mind holding on to that. I think that's what makes me me. I'm not going to try and change that because it's mm. what fuels me and what, what mm. keeps me excited. Yeah. 
experiencing success no matter like what the scale is so interesting for creatives and I've had you know a lot of conversations and I've written a lot about a big fear of success Mm. um and once we experience it are we going to be panicking like is a lot of people and I understand this intimately like oh when I have any experience of success have the panic of this is as far as I'm gonna go like this is the top of my game and have that real fear of of almost falling off. And I think success triggers a lot of panic for a lot of creators. Do you have any mm. of that, any of those narratives or did you before you um, have had these big two years have any fear yeah. of success? So I don't, it's funny now at this point today, yeah, in this moment, I don't fear it. I embrace yeah. it and I welcome it. And I, and I believe there will be more. Yes. And I know that there are a number of projects that I have coming up. So for example, my solo show next year, yes. and I've been commissioned by a, a large institution to create a piece that will be on show in 2023. So I know there's more coming. Yeah. There's a trust in the journey. There's a trust. And I, I just had to kind of, um, just kind of, I just had to accept that there is more there will be more and that's okay how I handle the success is a different thing mm. <laughs> and I enjoy it and I try and take breathers so that I can process right. it. notice yeah. that I I am away a lot at the moment so I'm away probably every week or every other week wow um which I love you love it okay. <laughs> Sharon time. Sharon time. And I'm working. Yeah, yeah. But I try and make sure that I give myself maybe a night um, where I'm not doing anything Amazing. and where I can just take a little bit of time to process it and exhale. And, you yeah. know, I had a really big meeting last week with the gallery that I'm working with for my show. And it was really funny the way I celebrated, you know, in the old days, it might be, yeah, let's just go out. And all. But I was I was over 140 miles away from home, yeah, 140K yeah. away from home. So there was no one there. It was just me in do? this cottage. Do you want to hear what I did? It's I'm really, really, bring it on. I'm excited. You're going to laugh so much. <laughs> I literally, because I don't drink, okay? So yeah. I like I like all my drinks in a really nice glass. So this lovely um, place I was staying in, they had really nice glasses, pulled some sparkling water. Lovely. <laughs> In a really nice glass, I made a prawn, um, <laughs> a Thai green curry prawn noodle Incredible. dish. Uh, I ate it, spoke to a friend on the phone for about an hour and passed out and woke up four <laughs> hours later. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. That's why I celebrated. That brings me so much joy. <laughs> I love hearing how different people celebrate these moments because first of all, I just love that you did celebrate and I feel like you, you have a real celebratory vibe. Like I'm so proud of you for celebrating you because so Thank much has you. been going on um, and so many people neglect to celebrating, you know, as yeah. soon as they feel that moment of success, they're okay. Like what's next. And there's no, yeah. as you say, there's no like exhale or sitting back. It is really yeah. overwhelming when we, you know, start seeing our vision come to life. And I think because of that overwhelm, like I relate to it so much, Aaron, like it's almost like your brain kind of shuts down, especially in those moments where it's happening to you in the moment, like when someone comes up yeah. to you and says, thank you for your work. Like my brain, like it's almost, it's very fight or flight, not in a bad yeah. way. Yeah. But I am just like, I'm very overwhelmed. And so taking those moments to celebrate, but also to just process is so important so that we're not just steaming ahead, trying to almost 
trying to avoid that processing stage because it can be yeah. quite overwhelming that processing stage because there's a lot to kind of sit with and I feel like that's why a lot of creatives just keep going more 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 I need more success yeah. because they don't want to sit with they don't want to celebrate themselves they don't want to sit with what's happened and they don't want to process because it, it's kind of scary processing success it, yeah it is and also I think almost as if you sit with it for too long you feel as though if you don't take the next opportunity really really quickly that it might all go. And I do yeah. have those feelings. So as much as I welcome more and I feel as though yeah, there will yeah. be more, I definitely have those feelings of occasionally kind of feeling, will there be more? You know, yeah. will people, for example, with my my prints, will people buy more yeah. prints? Yeah. Is that what people really want to see? And then I need to think, actually, are you actually promoting your prints as much as you used to? No. I bet you don't even realise I've added, we've added more prints to the no, website. I don't know that, Sharon. Because I haven't been saying it. I suddenly feel a little bit uncomfortable, oh. I'll admit it, with sharing some of the new stuff. I think there are four new prints on there that have been added over the last few months. So I'm not saying I've got it perfect no, and I've got it all yeah. worked out. <laughs> but it's there's so many different, um, there's so many different strands to oh my life as an artist at the moment that you know it's um difficult to keep on top of it and some parts of it feel a little bit more uncomfortable than others yeah I think that for all creators we're all we're always going to have like all those different strands like you know we want to have lots of different things and lots of different pies because that's who we are as creatives we we create lots of stuff and we collaborate with lots of different people and yeah trying to keep tabs on everything is really difficult um and I really resonate with that because today I was looking at all the different things I'm creating and and I was like I haven't spoken about this creation in literally months and it's hard to keep up with everything but I guess that is just part of what it is that we do yeah and it is really hard I think and I think it's hard especially the bits that you don't feel comfortable with anymore it's like oh well maybe I won't I just won't talk about that for a while and someone (laughs) will just randomly find it yeah and then they'll I don't know yeah I completely know what you mean like I like never (laughs) related to something so much because today oh anyway like literally the same thing like I was like haven't spoken about my books in so long and I was like I'm just not comfortable at the moment talking about them and it's amazing how you'll just you'll just keep your attention to where you want it to go so you can avoid start telling yourself for me for me for example I've been telling myself well I haven't got the right pictures to do the post the excuses Mm -hmm. for it yeah I haven't got the right pictures so if I don't share the right pictures what's the point in sharing the artwork Mm -hmm. so I won't do that what I'll do is share a picture where I don't know I'm smiling into the camera and I know it'll get yeah exactly when really what I should have been talking about was like the book I've just contributed to 100 Voices on Racism Mm -hmm. should talk about the fact that I talked I I did a reading from you know my contribution to that book to a live audience a couple of weeks ago I should be talking about the fact that I've just recorded the last two episodes to my new podcast. <laughs> so you haven't even, no one knows, do they? No one really knows about this properly. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just, I really did a full gasp then. That makes me so excited. Yeah. Well, you're it's talking about six, it now. You're taking up space talking, for all these things yeah, now. I'm, but I think this conversation is really important because it's making me realise the, the things that you are willing to talk about are the things that are things that you're comfortable with. Yes. yeah the things that that resistance that avoidance is always a really good sign of like something that you need to look at which is ironic but fruitful if you're willing to do it 
Yeah. So thanks for the therapy, Amy. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be a good time to kind of segue into social media because I feel like we were almost yeah. there. Um, obviously, both of us have social media platforms that we share our creations on. It's a big reason why we get to do why we, we get what we get to do. What is your relationship at the moment like with social media, in particular Instagram? It's feeling a little icky a little, today. Oh, I hate that feeling, the ickiness. It's really icky because, okay, so... When I share, I mm. then so some people are I've heard some people are able to share and then they just step away from it and they don't care about the numbers mm. and the interaction. Are they liars? I like to think they're liars. They're very nice people if they're listening, but they are um, damn liars. Um, <laughs> well, even if they can do it, I can't. Yeah. So just so I check and I check mm. and then if it doesn't have an and I'm going to be really open about what happened this morning so I shared something this morning mm. it didn't get the interaction that I was hoping for mm. it started to make me feel really anxious now this is keeping in mind that I've just spent time in putting together this damn well post which I started last night mm-hmm. and then finished this morning mm-hmm. before half seven in the morning I then went on to make my daughter's breakfast and get her get her ready for school you know all of that kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah. and I'm still looking at this post in the end it wound me up so much that I then deleted the post oh I'm so so that this process and cycle is just so familiar to me yeah so my relationship with social media is fine as long as it gets the engagement it's (laughs) not so fine (laughs) I'd be interested to hear what your uh internal monologue or inner critic or however you like to refer to that voice work what was what was going on for you this morning um is there a story that starts occurring about if your post doesn't get interaction I'll share mine afterwards but I'd be really interested to hear yours I've never ever spoken about this openly and I'm really pleased that I'm getting I'm so delighted Mm. um so yeah, so the internal dialogue is people are waking up. So particularly this morning, people are waking up on a Monday morning. Mm. They don't need to see you mm. um, pulling a funny face in the fields close to where you live. They're probably thinking, we've seen you already, Sharon. Um, it's not a good post. Mm. Where's the art? Don't want to see this. So just we don't want to see this. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost kind of visualize people opening their Instagram account yeah, no, I understand. and looking at it and going, what, what, what's that <laughs> next? Um, and so I then deleted it, mm. but I know in my heart, I should have just left it because it yeah. would have resonated with some people. You know what? I'm just not... realizing that I did see this and you had that, do you have a beanie on or something? Purple. Yeah, I yeah. had a beanie on. And you looked gorgeous. And I literally thought, God, she's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. But I then thought it's gone. <laughs> no one's done anything. I'm not doing this. I'm wearing my cute so new hard. beanie. It's so hard. It's so hard. And you know, we know that these sites, like they, they're intentionally they play games with our minds. You know, and yeah. it's, you know, it's so easy to feel a lot of guilt about it. Like, oh, I should be better about it. Oh, I should. But it's really hard for content creators and for artists it's who share really their art online. Hard. It is genuinely so fucking difficult. And I'm so glad that we're openly having this conversation. My yeah. story, like I actually posted one this morning and it did considerably a lot less worse and a lot more worse. You know what I'm trying to okay. say. Yeah. And yeah. my normal posts. And I was like, 
I, so I have a mantra when I post, I say, I'm really, I really like this work. I'm really, well, I really like what I'm about to share. I'm going to share it. And I know that whatever response it gets, that before anyone saw it, I was happy with it. And that mantra. I did really try to tell me. myself that this morning. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that doesn't always, it's not foolproof. No, okay, I was like, good. yeah, so I'm happy with it. I'm proud of it. Yeah. And so I, I let it out. And it just like, it, first of all, Instagram was like making it really strange like it blanked out a lot of the images I had to repost it three times so like technical issues let's start off with that and then it just wasn't getting any traction and I was just noticing stories in my head and the one that I get is and it's similar to what I was talking about before is oh this is it this is done you're done now you know all the people that wanted to connect with you you just kind of you've reached a dead end and um you've got nothing else really to say anymore and clearly you're just you and what happens is, is my response is I want to go into like an over control mode. So I'm like, okay, well, I need to, I need to make like a viral post to fix yeah. the chaos that has just happened. I need to bring something brilliant out of my brain to make sure that this isn't the end of my connection online. Yeah. And it's like this real overreaction. Want to, I want to over control um, and a story yeah. that is um, the, the life you've created for yourself is coming to an end. Um and I just I had to notice it today and I managed to get a you know hold of it. Um, but that that story does come up. And I know I know that you know any creator who shares online will have these stories, um, our stories like it and and have a reaction to when our art doesn't isn't received in the way we want it to. Like it's very real and very difficult. It's really, really difficult. And it's just, and I do understand that need to to control. Mm. So okay, well, I've made all of this happen so far you know, to a certain extent. So I need to, this is all on me. And also when, and when you're doing this full time, I think there is that added pressure because if I think about how I've connected with all of these organizations and all of these Mm -hmm. individuals who like yourself have collected my work and people who are, you know, I just feel like I need to make this work because Mm. this is my main yeah yeah I think you're right there's a huge amount of pressure on full-time creators or any creative who's relying on it as as a form of income really it's our job um you know even though it's also like our divine and like holy work that we've been called to yeah it's also also our work work and there's definitely a pressure there that comes and and I often feel really shallow or like I'm just like so basic for getting worried about this kind of stuff. And I'm like, feel a bit ashamed about like that yeah. I'm panicking that I've only got so many likes because it seems so stupid. But again, like what we do is so vulnerable. And when we receive a response that's you know, not what we expected or just not good, you know, it does impact us. And I would like to rem- and I feel like this is such a beautiful conversation because of your vulnerability. I want to remove a lot of that guilt for us because and just acknowledge that it's really fucking hard what we do. And it does really fucking suck when the response isn't there. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just kind of, and then you feel bad for deleting the post. <laughs> it's like, oh no, now I've deleted it. And I had tagged a couple of people. Now they're probably feeling bad. And now I've just made everything really bad. And this is all before 9 a.m. It's like seriously. Much. Your rose hip tea's gone cold like three times, oh, Sharon. <laughs> Sharon, it's too much. It's Monday morning. There's such a funny, weird, it's almost like a hangover that you get when especially when you complete the circle and you delete the post entirely and just sitting with what you've done you're like what a whirlwind (laughs) no and everyone else is just having their day and no one else even you know my husband and two kids Mm. they can't see everything that's gone on for me yeah within the last you know couple of hours they're just having their breakfast (laughs) they've just had a normal morning (laughs) 
<laughs> they've had a normal morning they haven't so my relationship with social media is I use it a lot mm. it's probably the first thing I go to first thing and yeah. I was trying to break that a little bit by doing some meditation in the mornings mm. Yeah, I did that for like a few weeks. Then I'm like, someone get my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see you. I've tried that too. You know what? Yeah. I'll get there. Perfect, you know, it, yeah, I can't be perfect. I'm not perfect. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> In terms of how you, well, actually, I don't know how you kind of approach this. When you see your art and all your creations, do you see it as a business for yourself? Do you see yourself as a, as a businesswoman who is that part of how you associate yourself as an artist? That's interesting. That's such a good question. Um, I've started to in mm. recent months, um, mm. especially because I've had an assistant, this particular assistant, I've had her, been working with her for the past year and she's phenomenal, Georgia. I mean, she, Bless Georgia. she's just, <laughs> oh, I just adore her. But so, yeah. I have someone who I hire who works with me a couple of days a week Mm. and she has just been an absolute godsend. So in that respect, yes, this is a business Mm. and I now have an accountant. That makes it. Um, I do see it as it's my passion yeah, and it's a passion that I am fortunate enough to make a living from. Yeah. Um, And it's, yeah I guess it is a business because you know I collaborate with lots of different organizations mm. so yes I'm doing the podcast seeing ourselves yeah. but it, it was funded by the National Maritime Museum in Greenwich in, in the in London so yes it's a business because I've yeah. then hired other people to work alongside yeah. me yeah um and so there because there are so many different aspects to the yeah. work and I'm collaborating with Soho House I'm running a series yeah. of events yeah there's so much and I so my work isn't just the collages the paper cut the intricate intricately cut paper cut collages there's a lot of cut there in that (laughs) sentence Um, (laughs) but yeah it's uh it's kind of mixed media you know it's multi-dimensional yeah you know using my voice as well and taking up space in different ways as the artist do you enjoy yeah. do you enjoy the aspects of your work outside of your collage work? I love the multiple aspects of my work. I really, yeah. really love it. That makes yeah, me happy. I, I do too. I love all the different aspects of my work. And I feel like a lot of artists get very afraid of going full time or making money from yeah. their art because they're scared of those other aspects. But for me, they've brought me a lot of joy. And so I'm excited to hear about what it's brought for you. Yeah, I, I think it's because I love... I've always loved working with communities, different types mm-hmm. of communities. And I think through this work, I've been able to develop new communities. So yeah. not just online, but the people I collaborate with and yeah. the organisations I work with and yeah. the people I get to even sending my work to. Um, they feel like a community too, of um, yeah, people who love and support my work and practice. So I love all the different aspects. And I love the fact now that I'm, you know, speaking to people like Grazia Australia mm. and having an oh, article cool. and, and um, yeah, just having all these different aspects fills me with so much joy. Taking up space, I guess, in all these different ways. Yeah. Incredible. And I, yeah. And because, as you said, right at the beginning, seeing ourselves is about underrepresentation of mm. black women, but also the, lack of celebration of black women um 
I feel like I'm now living and breathing, seeing ourselves and what I really want from it. So I remember a few months ago, I was sitting at a very exclusive place and I suddenly got this really overwhelming sense of, I shouldn't be here. Mm. You know, they're probably thinking, why is she here? You know, I haven't got the right handbag. I don't look the same as everyone else. And then I took a moment, got a notebook, and I don't usually do this, so I don't want to come across as though I've got a notebook at all times, ready to process, but I did have a notebook. And I think I used it mainly because I wanted to look like I was doing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm busy. I'm, I'm, like, I'm very busy. <laughs> Excuse very, me. <laughs> I'm very busy. Someone get me my decaf coffee. I'm very busy. <laughs> I started to write how I was feeling. Mm. And in that moment, I thought, no, this is exactly why you started the series. And now you're getting to live, live the life that you, yeah. And so by showing up in that way, I feel as though, yes, I'm completely helping myself to mm. increasing my self-confidence and my ability to be in certain spaces, but also other people who look like me or mm. it might change people's perceptions of what black women the spaces black women are, are able to be in. Yeah, I yeah. I see to... your art and I see all the incredible black women in your art. And then we get to see you, like literally yeah. you taking up space in this world yeah. in such incredible ways. It's a beautiful, like almost like symbiotic relationship that of like art imitating life in a really gorgeous way. Thank you. Yeah, I've started to, I think just having those moments to reflect has really been helpful for me. Just going, yeah is happening this is the life that I've dreamt of there's so much more I want obviously of course but (laughs) that was my was my going to be my big question at the end like in what ways do you want to take up space now and you know what are you bringing in how do you want to take up space in this next next year let's say what's 2022 hold for you okay so one of the biggest things is I'm having my first ever solo show um in April which yeah, that makes actually giving me chills, um, <laughs> great excitement. Um, yeah, so I have my first solo show. That's one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to next year. So good. I I look forward to collaborating with more people yeah. and yeah. more organisations and and just to, I would love, I would absolutely love to design a cover for a magazine. That's oh what God, I, I've I wanted that. to do for a long time. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I would love to do that. Um, there are so many things I would love. I think I'd love to continue. See, I'd like to see how the podcast is received. Yeah. But then, you know, have my own podcast that, you know, mm. I haven't funded because, yeah, I really enjoyed I have enjoyed creating that um, and co-creating that. So there yeah. are so many things. I want more exhibitions. I want to share oh, my just work want, I want to see you in all these spaces. And I, I trust with like literally my whole heart that it's going to happen. And I cannot wait to witness you in all those spaces. Thank so exciting. Oh, I could talk to you for a very long time. I'm so glad you're getting a po- on a podcast because like this is obviously a great platform for you <laughs> thank you thank you so much I've really enjoyed our conversation mm-hmm. it's been so beautiful oh, I could really go on for hours and hours thank you so much for giving us your time and, and for allowing us to witness you thank you thank you so much Amy oh, Lots of love. I love you so much <laughs> love you too